everybody. Welcome to the Hourglass Podcast. Uh, we've got some exciting guests in the studio today. Uh, Mark Bellinger and Director John Landau. Lando? Landau. Landau. Got it right the first time. Yeah. Uh, so local actor, local writer, director, um, movie producer. Uh-huh. Right? Editor, too. <laughs> and and editor. On this one. I don't He's like your one-stop shop. Movies. This guy does it all. <laughs> I had to on this one. I didn't have much of a choice. Yeah, so, you know, this movie premieres in Stone Theaters on Friday. We're going to push this podcast episode out really quickly because we want everybody to go and watch it. Please do. On the big screen. That's right. And it's not just playing Friday. It's playing for a full six-day run, uh, multiple shows every day at five different locations. So. And so once it clears theaters, how can people watch it that maybe aren't in local to Wilmington? Well, uh, it'll be available on, you know, regular streaming and video on demand uh, probably in the next couple of months. We're working on that deal right now. But we're starting with theaters and uh, we're adding value because most independents don't play in theaters. And so uh, we're doing this first and then we're going to sign the deal with our non-theatricals. Very, very cool. Two separate deals. Well, you know, I'm Mark, I've known you for a while, uh, fellow film industry friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's how we met, actually. And I'm excited for you. Uh, I got to watch a little bit of the movie. Um, you know, luckily not all of it, so I don't spoil it for anybody. But um, yeah, it's your big time debut. Yeah, I'm um, pretty excited. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, first got into the industry back in '06, um, and uh, just been kind of doing uh, Wilmington film ever since then. So a couple of years ago, I went from backgrounding to crew as a PA, mostly with background PAing and um, Luckily hooked up with John um, about a year and a half ago, and now we have a feature to show for it, and getting it out to the people is uh, really exciting. So we can't wait till everybody comes out February 10th. Yeah, well, I I definitely want to ask John. I got a question for you about how Mark got the role. But first, I just want everybody to know how hard you as an actor have worked, put in your dues, and worked your way to the top, because everybody thinks it's so glamorous, and you must like have tons of work all the time. Yeah, but you started. Um, you put in the grunt work. You know, being a PA is not an easy job. No, it's not. But yeah, it's definitely helped um, with my connections and you know being able to see things from a different point of view and um, you know just constantly helping out with Cape Fear projects and UNCW projects and other friends like Indie Shorts and stuff like that. Like I mean, we've pumped out probably like fourteen projects in the past two years, and um, I give a lot of credit to Isaiah Forte Rose and Luce Bennett and Ron Valica of Actors Arsenal. Um, everybody helped me out a lot to help me get this, you know, this role. And, um, you know, it's just to the top from here. We're going to keep on pushing and see how far we can go with it. Fine. Well, John, I'm going to ask you, um, you, we talked a little bit about um how you cast the roles and uh, you told me about how Mark auditioned. Would you tell the story of Mark's audition? Because I love it. (laughs) Sure. Well, I mean, you know, first of all, uh, Mark, you actually owe this role to Ron Falca because he was the one who told me that you would be good for it. I didn't know Mark. Um, He sent me your headshot. And first thing I noticed was the hair and the mustache. And I was like, (laughs) well, he has a great look for it. And so, you know, we started, uh, I reached out and we started doing, uh, a series of reads because it's a, it's a very important character. It's a very unusual character, and it really had to be the right person um, the, with the right personality. And you know, we, so we started reading. the The opening of the movie is a long monologue, like two pages, where it's just basically Robin, the character that 
Mark plays is just talking. And so it's a lot. And so I, I threw it at him. And at first it was like, oh, this is so much. He like did it in pieces. And he kept sending me these these reads that he did. And I was like, can you do it like this? And he's like, okay. And he sent me another one. And then it's, he started sending me these texts like, do I have the part yet? I am this guy. I am Robin. Like, I am Robin. I was born to play this part. And I was like, okay, you got it. Because when he started doing that, I knew he was perfect for the part. <laughs> right? So it was interesting. It was like, you know, it was he definitely had the acting ability. But then when I saw that he naturally had that um, get, you know, like Character. whatever it was. I don't know what you call it is that Robin has, but he has something that makes it. Robin feels like he knows a little bit more about everything than everybody else. Robin feels like he is going to get what he has come in and there's nobody that's going to stop him. And when he started texting me those messages, I was like, yeah, this guy is basically Robin. And that's how it started. Yeah. yeah well, as your friend, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, oh, my God, that's like Mark in real life. Yeah. You know, some of your facial expressions and the way you talk and you're just like, well, we can say whatever we want on film, you know, when you're making the student film. And I'm not going to give too much of the movie away because I really want you guys to go and watch this movie. Um, you know, this movie was like NC filmed. Um, you know, by NC crew, yep. right? And supported a lot of local friends, businesses. Um, you said you guys actually went to the Devil's Tramping Ground, right. uh, which is, you know, a legend. We should probably tell people a little bit about the folklore legend of, uh, of this place. But you guys actually went there and filmed for like seven days? It was, you say? actually ended up being nine days that we were there overnight. Right? So the premise of the movie is that these... Uh, there's 15 college film students, and they have to figure out what they want to make their senior short narrative film project about. They come up with the idea of making about a group of college kids that decide to go up to this real place called the Devil's Stomping Ground that is in rural North Carolina. It is south of Siler City in Bear Creek, North Carolina. Um, and they go up there with the intention of testing the legend, right? Now, there's all kinds of different legends about the, the devil's tramping around, about what is supposed to happen up there. It's all based around the idea that there's a big circle of land in the woods where nothing ever grows. The idea is that at night, the devil comes out and he stomps around and he plots his evil deeds against mankind. And that's why there's nothing that would grow there, right? So we sort of created this thing that, you know, not, a lot of what I read about it was... Um, if you spend the night up there, you would be forever changed and that you would, something eventually you would end up dying a strange and unusual death and you would never, you know, your life would never be the same after that. So the whole premise is, you know, will they be forever changed? Right. So but the movie is, is a, itself is a movie inside of a movie because you yeah. have you have these kids that are making the movie and then you have Robin, which is Mark's character, and he's basically documenting it all for his junior project which is to make a documentary out of what the seniors are doing. Mm -hmm. So him and his cohort, who's the camera guy, and the movie's name is Trevor, played by, by Nick. Uh, Capaccio. I can never say yeah. his name right. But he was awesome, too. Yeah, and they, but they, they all basically, they're, they're acting like they're filmmakers, but they actually are actors in a movie. And there's a, so it's a movie inside of a movie. And if you think about the aspect of us going up there to make this movie, it's actually a movie inside of a movie inside of a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's really got that level to well, it. Well, I loved that. That's one of the first things that I that I caught on when I started watching it uh, because I love Mark's character who's wearing the head cam, right? <laughs> and it's so funny to see, like, you know, the, the camera operator, Nick, 
back their dialogue back and forth and then like you talking about like hiding microphones in the van and like trying to get some audio and like top secret stuff you know you got the sound guy it's like perfectly laid out but i love the way you change the look of the the video so we know when it's head cam we know when it's you right. or you know the, the movie and, so, and then we know when it's the document or the, the the documentary that's happening yeah i mean there's three main pieces it's a mixed it's a collage of media right I mean, you have the film that they're making, which is shot on a red camera. It looks really pretty, and it looks like a regular narrative movie you see in a movie theater, widescreen and all that stuff. Then you have the stuff that uh, Robin's character, the documentary, which is made of the camera guy, Trevor's footage, which looks really nice and is a 4K, like a wedding-style camera, right? Like mm-hmm. a documentary camera. Then you have what's strapped to Mark's head, which is like, you know, what do you call it? The, the Robin GoPro. cam. The, the Robin cam. It's a GoPro. Cam. Yeah. And then you have a lot of other cameras that I'm not going to give away too much about what, where those come in. But Robin is in charge of all these other cameras. And it all mixes together to form a linear story. Mm-hmm. It's told in a linear way. And it's, the, you know, the whole idea is that it's found footage is that, you know, somebody else had to piece this together afterwards. So. Mm-hmm. And I think your film experience background uh, working in the industry probably really helped prepare you for that role. I think so, too. And I, I think it helped me get the role just knowing, you know, John knowing that, like, I, you know, I had just come off of working um, Black Phone and Hightown with you. And, you know, I, I was literally when I wasn't working on set, I was literally doing Zoom interviews with John and, you know, the cast. So it was like it was 24-7 film and... He was like, All right, "When are you done with this project? Because we're, we're we're ready to go, you know." And like, as soon as I got off that project, we we jumped into Devils, and um, it's been nonstop ever since, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, how long did it take you to film that movie? Well, I mean, the actual production days we had two. We ended up doing three production days in Wilmington and nine in uh, at the Devils Tramping Ground, and that's it. Um, and there was one day on the road. Wow. So uh, That's pretty, you had to be days. very organized. It was 12, uh, we, no, I'm sorry. We started with nine, and then we added, <clears throat> we added four, so it was 13 days total. Um, and, uh, you know, I will say one thing that you were talking about with Mark having some background with crew, <clears throat> it was beneficial uh, for this role because he's got a camera strapped to his head that we're using. So he's having to actually, like, make sure that while he's acting, his head is pointed the right way so that we get the shot. And all of these scenes are basically warners, which means that there's no coverage. Yeah. So if the shot wasn't right, we'd have to do everything over again. And so that was a, something where his crew experience was very helpful, um, where he was conscious of it. Right? A lot of actors wouldn't be able to juggle that without yeah. affecting their acting. I, I definitely didn't want it to have any kind of like shaky, you know, shaky shots and stuff like that. And like, you, I even noticed it like looking, you know, watching the movie and seeing myself like, my head just seems like it's on a swivel. <laughs> I, like, I picked up on that. And because, like, you know, I, I didn't want it to be some found footage movies, like, they'll give you vertigo. And, like, I was like, I do not want this to be that kind of film. You know, I want it to be that someone's not going to get a headache just watching it. And I, I feel like, you know, it, I think it turned out pretty good from what we what we had actually captured. Yeah, you know? and, you know, you also, it lends itself to the character because you're making a movie. Yeah. So you want it to be steady. Exactly. Right? In the it, movie. It, it fits like, with yeah. the character very much so. You know, he's obsessed with cinema verte. Right, <laughs> right. 
Well, yeah, you couldn't be more perfect for it. And uh, I just love like seeing your own personality come out in that character. And yeah, you were born for that role. So yeah. I'm really happy for you. I'm stoked. Um, John, tell me about your, um, you know, I know your background. You've been in the film industry for a very long time and, and writing films. Um, what was your inspiration for Devil Stomping Ground? Oh, okay. So I made a short film that I wrote and directed uh, called The Vamprentice a while ago. Played a Kukaloris, I don't know, it was like 2016, I think. Um, and uh, the night that we wrapped shooting that, we went out for some drinks, and the, one of the executive producers, a friend of mine, uh, Bobby McGee is his real name. I like He's it. also a drummer, and this is crazy, but um, Devin McGee's father, if you know Devin from One Tree Hill. Um, anyway, so, uh, and who was my, my partner on that project. So anyway, he comes up to me while we're having drinks, and he just whispers in my ear, the devil's stopping and I was like what he's like the devil's stomping ground and I was like what is that and he said stomping ground and I and I tried to look it up at first and, I, and it came up as the tramping ground I guess I, I was like I guess this is what he was talking about and I had never heard of it and I started doing research he's like you make a hell of a movie and that's all he said and that's the only time we ever talked about it and then I just got an idea to do it um uh, and it was just an idea in my head, and then I got a, uh, an unexpected call from our executive producer, Betsy Jordan, and she said, what have you got? And I said, well, I've got this, 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 this. And then when I mentioned the devil's stopping ground, her eyes perked up, and she was very interested, and she said, that's what I want to do. Let's do that. So we decided we were going to make that movie. There was no script. And I was like, okay, well, I'm glad you trust me. I'll go ahead and write the script now. <laughs> Get on that right and, now. And <laughs> uh, she did. She trusted me. I wrote the script. She thought it was great, and that's where it all started. So. It is a brilliant script. I fell in love with it as soon as I, I read it, and I I told John, and I was like, I was like, this is gold. <laughs> I was like, and I, Thanks, I truly back this script, and I really do think that people are going to enjoy it. Like, because, I mean, it's it's got so many good subplots to it, and it's – it's very enjoyable, you know. It was a lot of fun to make Thanks, too. Man, I appreciate it. It really was. It was a lot of fun to make. So. Yeah, well, I know everybody listening. They probably want to hear some more good stories, like about casting. Um, the cast, I will say, phenomenal. Like, you know, I've only watched half of the movie, not quite, um, but almost half. And wow, you know, how did you find? Everybody seems perfectly cast. Well, you know what? They weren't. Uh, I was purposely trying to find people because of the way we were going to market it that weren't super famous, right? I didn't want anybody that people would say, oh, well, that's that actor. I wanted them to seem like they were real people that they didn't know that had this experience, and then they found the footage, right? And so I went to people like Ron Falica, people I knew that knew young and aspiring actors. I went to the university's professors that I was friends with. Um, I had a friend, uh, Jen Ngulli, who was a, used to do casting. I think she's a manager now. Um, would help me, you know, get the word out, and we we were made it known that that would probably be seen by people, but um, that this was a different project, and that um, we were looking for people that were looking to get a start to their a good jump start to their career, and give them an opportunity to have an actual role and not like a featured extra role in a movie that would probably get seen by people. Um, and uh, we got a great response. Um, yeah, I think it turned out perfectly, and you know. The thing is that, you know, these act the people in this movie, not all of them, because some of them are actors in the movie they're making. And then you have the document documentary crew. But the people who are playing the crew, 
mostly are actual filmmakers, mm-hmm. uh, like actually cast filmmakers, because I needed them to do crew work in addition to act. And then most of them had never done any acting at all. Um, and it just turned out that that was what the movie needed because um, they're not supposed to be actors. So if you have cameras pointed at you and you're not an actor, you might be a little uncomfortable here and there. You might, you know, and it just feels like that's what it is. You know, it feels like they're real people. And that's that's what we were going for. So it was it was a long, it took a while to get it right. But uh, there were a lot of people helping out to make sure it turned out the way it did. Yeah, well, speaking of a lot of people, did you have any crew? Like, did you have craft services? <laughs> We had a good I, caterer. Yeah, we had a great caterer. Um, yeah, I mean, I I was running some crafty myself. I always had some some stuff on set too. But uh, yeah, there was there. We had a skeleton crew, but we still had you know we still had we had stunt people and we had real gaffers and you know we had we had we had real costume people and we had we had the whole nine yards. I mean, really, I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere, but we brought our own stuff and you know we started actually filming in Wilmington. And you know you'll you'll see um, at my friend's house. You know, oh yeah, Justin, I want to talk about that. Justin Heater, Justin Heater hooked us up with a, a location. Um, he also has music in the movie as well with Dub Tom Cosmonauts. He had, um, had a cameo. And he's in it. Yeah, yeah I was and he's say got he's, a cameo in it. Yeah, he's the first person you see besides uh, Mark and his camera guy. Yeah, yeah I know. I, as yeah. soon as I was watching it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's Justin! Oh, that must be the chateau. Oh, is that Noel?" And I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to say one thing though. Like when when we were shooting this movie, I mean, it was there was a lot for me to be thinking about, just as a director, right? And that, you know, I had been producing the all the pre production stuff, but my wife Marty, like you know, she was handed uh, an incredibly difficult situation um, to manage while I was trying to focus on being doing the creative stuff. And as far as like what you were saying, do we have craft service? Did we have a caterer? Well, yeah. And we did, and we—I owe that to her. I mean, yeah. like, it was—it was all kept running, and it was very, very difficult. I mean, we were there literally till seven in the morning every night, and there were nights where she slept out there because we didn't have the security, so she would sleep in the RV to make sure that everything was safe. And so I just yeah. wanted to give it up to her. She's producer on the movie with me, and thank you, Marty. Yeah, yeah, Marty. Yeah, you did a lot. There was a lot. There was cool. some behind-the-scenes people that were doing a lot, you know, to keep us all safe and you know keep us fed and keep us you know warm because i mean it got yeah. really cold out there i mean we were shooting in you know may in the awari mountains and it was you know it got pretty cold so yeah know, it i think it got down to 38 one night right yeah uh, was, i don't want to leave out alan bell alan bell was also there to make sure everything stayed on track um you know quite on set no he was he was awesome <laughs> we too rolling. we had a great crew and chris lutz and i could name i mean Lady there chris. were nights when we had like over 40 over 40 crew and it was predominantly because of the the effects and stunts that we were doing yeah yeah definitely shout out gilly bear yep matt matt barrett and delaney, delaney. and uh i mean i we could uh there's a lot of people but if you come out friday night you might actually see some of these people at the oh, red yeah. carpet um i'm expecting at least half of the cast and crew to show up and uh uh, Red Carpet starts at 5.30 on Friday night at uh, the Point Theaters, and the movie shows at 6.45. So just uh, just going to get that plug in as much as I can. Yeah, and uh, go online and buy your tickets in advance. Absolutely. Please We've do. already sold a bunch. And, uh, you know, we, we played at uh, – we world premiered at Kukaloris. We were the opening night feature, um, and it sold out um, at Thalian, which was over 500 seats. And so – 
A lot of people didn't expect that to happen. They were all very disappointed they didn't get to go. So I'm glad that we have this theatrical run so everyone who didn't get to go can now pick a time. I mean, you don't have to come Friday. You can go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Pick a time, any time during the All day. All of them, please. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's going to be there. So just uh, and, when, you, when you can, go see it, please. And I was going to say, even if you can't be there, buy a ticket and support local film. Because I don't know if you can talk about budget and how much it costs to make a film, but if people just realized what, it, what goes into, one, just making a film, but then to get it on a big screen... Um, that is huge, you know, to be in Kukuloris Film Festival. It's one of the biggest film festivals in the world right here in Wilmington. And you sold out at Kukuloris. Um, that's huge. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah. 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 Thank really you. Um, that's a huge accomplishment. It's very hard to do. So anyone listening, you know, I just it was want a Wednesday to night, too. Yeah. <laughs> It was a Wednesday night. I was out of town. Otherwise, I would have been there, 100%. And, Mark, you've done a great job marketing and really pushing this movie out. Um, so I just want to thank you um, for allowing me to do this interview yeah, with both you. of you today. Um, it's, you know, thanks to you reaching out to me. And um, oh. I'm a huge fan of yours. You know that always. I'm a fan of yours, too. I know. Obviously. I know. Um, well, I was going to say that um, um, I... You, you got me. You got my train of thought. Um, yeah, and I wasn't trying to end it. I was just trying to get a plug in there. So. I, oh, no, you know. I don't want to end it either. Um, there was something that I was going to say about, um, you know, getting tickets and watching this movie and what goes into um, making a film is pretty huge. And um, I just love watching, you know, friends like Mark and others that are, like, chasing their dream, and then they, they, they get a break like this. So. Um, Did it, we mention our Q&A as well? That's that Friday night? Oh, uh, yeah. Q&A. Yeah, so there will be a Q&A um, after the movie. The movie's the, – okay, so Friday night at the point, the, the schedule is 5.30. The rep, red carpet will begin. At 6.45, we'll uh, show the movie. And then immediately after that, there will be a Q&A with uh, cast and crew. Um, and then what's happening is a few of us are going to be hitting the road – we have two shows, uh, Q&A shows, in two different theaters in Charlotte on Saturday. On Sunday afternoon, we have one in Fayetteville, a Q&A show. And then on Tuesday, we have a special val- after-dinner Valentine's event Q&A in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, right there where you know where P.F. Chang's and all that stuff is. It's in that plaza right there um, at, the, at the Grand 14 Theater, which is an awesome theater if you've never been down there. Um, so we're kind of taking it on the road. Mark's going to be going, and me and Marty and uh, uh, the Wollobins, uh, co-executive producers and uh, also actors in the film, and uh, uh, Aiden uh, Collins-Peterson will be with us and maybe another couple of people. But um, So we're going to be promoting it all week, you know, but we want people, if they can't go to the events, just pick a time that suits them and just go see the movie whenever it fits your schedule because – we want to try to compete with all the other movies that are in the theater with us because if we can compete with them, we can get the run extended and we can get it expanded into other areas of the country. So we're really trying to blow it out as much as possible. Yeah, and that's what I want people to understand is how hard it is to get small independent films up there on the big screen to compete with those feature films. And uh, I think the way that you shot this, you know, the the movie inside the movie inside the movie, you know, is... Um, unique in itself. Um, it's done really well. You know, I've seen local independent films, 
you know, that haven't been done very well. Um, but I can honestly say this does compete with any feature film. Um, you know, beautifully shot, great casting. Um, Hannah, you're my favorite, FYI. I love you, Mark, but uh, Hannah's my favorite character. Um, I just, she just like... Oh, you're talking about Willow. Oh, Willow, sorry. We love Willow. That's, uh, that's Marley. I made it up. Marley Aaliyah. Marley Aaliyah. Yeah. Well, I just, yeah. I just She's up in totally, New York I totally uh, botched that one and made it up, but uh, <laughs> yeah. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she she was great. Yeah, uh, was great. Because I mean, she starts out like as the girlfriend on on the couch, right? And yeah. She plays that so well, and then all you of a sudden, her character comes to life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they, they, thing they, by the time it's over, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah really everyone's like been transformed. I'll really like her. Oh, well, see, she sold me right away. Yeah. Um, She's a badass. Yeah. Well, everybody <laughs> is. Um, kudos to everybody. Um. I don't know anything that you want to talk about specifically. Um, you know, I know you want to talk about your band. You oh, know, you, I can. A lot of the, there's a soundtrack for this movie. Sure, yeah, it's you, an awesome soundtrack. Yeah. yeah so we thanks, got local Mark. musicians. We got Justin Heater in it, and yeah. your band. I, I'm, I don't know, Tripodactus. Uh, Tripodicus. Tripodicus. Think, I, I, think a Roman soldier, like you know, Spartacus or Spartacus, right? Tripodicus. Tripodicus. Um, yeah, so we have five songs that are in the movie. Um, uh, Dubtown Cosmonauts have two. Majestic 12 has two, which is Kenyatta Sullivan's old band and have a really big following around here. Um, we have, uh, let's see, one song by Onward Soldier, Soldier and uh, Sean Thomas Gerard, uh, who is the lead singer, has two other songs in it. Then we've got... Uh, one song from Energy Tank and a song from Kim Ware and a song from Tracy Shedd. And I think I've mentioned everybody, but um, we're going to be working to put out a vinyl uh, and pressing an album, um, probably to coincide with the non-theatrical release, um, which will be probably in about two months, six, six weeks to two months. Um, and uh, meanwhile, we'll be promoting everything and building it up, and we'll have another big release then. But uh, we want to blow it out in theaters as much as possible. I want a big, big shout-out to Stone Theaters because Stone Theaters is the company that is making this possible for us. Um, they're a North Carolina-owned theater chain. Uh, Herman Stone, the owner, uh, um, and his son, um, uh, Justin Stone, uh, is now kind of taking over, but um, they are huge supporters of the North Carolina film industry. I've always been. When we were fighting to keep the incentives back in 2014, Herman was right there with us, backing us up, um, has always been a supporter. They do all kinds of independent film screenings there. So hopefully we can prove that you don't need a distributor to play in theaters anymore, which is sort of a trail we're blazing right now. And if that is the truth, it opens up the gates for a lot of other independent filmmakers. And so if you just want to support independent filmmaking in general, a good way to do that is to at least if you can't be at the theater and you live in Minnesota, then just buy a ticket. Because like the more that we can compete with these other movies, the more that we can prove when the next filmmaker goes to a theater, he can point to us an example and say, hey, these guys competed with the new Ant-Man movie and they beat it. So what do you mean you can't put my movie in the movie theater? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and that's what it's going to take. 
Yeah. Um, so like prove said, it, right? If the whale can do $350,000 in just six theaters over a weekend, I'm just kidding. Right. No, it's the <laughs> truth. And then you get your statistics out, you get your charts out, and you go to a theater company and you say, you might not be aware of this, but let me show you some statistics. And, yeah. you know, you can get people to do it. You know, it's kind of, you know, it takes a, a company like Stone that was brave and did, didn't care. And they're, you know, they're promoting it, too. I mean, they've, they've got it on their website. It's the first thing that you see when you, when you click on their website is North Carolina film premiering and all this stuff. And a, a big shout out to them. I really appreciate it. And Betsy Jordan, who's our executive producer, who was uh, very important with uh, making that happen. Um, you know, and they, they, they support all kinds of independent stuff. Like they do the North Carolina Filmmaker Series, Joe D'Alessandro's series that he's been doing, which has been phenomenal. Um, and uh, they also put Remember Yesterday, another movie that I produced in their theater uh, for our world premiere. And, um, so, yeah, they've got a long history of doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I want to keep this episode pretty short and concise so we can pump this out. Um, anything else that you want to add that you feel like we left out that's important? Um, you know, other than going and buying a ticket and seeing this in the movie theaters, where can people find more information uh, and support the movie and keep up with, with everything? Yeah, our main page is honestly our Facebook page. Um, it's uh, The Devil's Stomping Ground on Facebook. Uh, you can also find it um, on our web. We have a website, which is thedevilstompingground.com. Um, so there's a lot of information on there. We have uh, some stuff on Instagram. Most of that's coming from Mark, actually. I mean, he's the Instagram guru, and he's been pumping a lot of stuff out. I'm not so good with Instagram, but he is great at it. And uh, so we've got those three things pretty well covered. Um and, uh, you know, radio and TV, you know, there'll be a lot of stuff in the media here the next few days. But, yeah, please just go. And if it's not Friday at when the red carpet's going on, that's okay. I mean, you know, anytime it fits into your schedule, if you get a chance, uh, please just go to it. You know? Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you to you, John, for uh, letting me watch the movie early and trusting me to do that. Um, and I appreciate it. And Mark, I think you helped facilitate that. So thank you as well. Oh, thank you. Um, so as we as we close here, I always ask my best advice for listeners. So John, I'm gonna let you start, and Mark, you you're going second. Okay. But uh, you know, your best advice for listeners, and it could be anything, right? Okay. All right. My best advice is that if you have a dream, and you are firmly committed to it, don't give up, because I'm 52 years old. Um, I had a movie in the first Kukaloris that was a short and it was a, like a trailer for a movie I wanted to make that never got made. But here it is 28 years later, and finally I have a movie that is opening up in theaters. And you know what? If I had given up, it never would be happening. So don't ever give up. Believe in yourself. Uh, try to be kind to others along the way because um, it can be very frustrating and it's easy to lose your cool and all that stuff. But, you know, just... Um, Stay the course and always believe in yourself, and uh, um, you can make it happen. You know, and eventually you will get there. That might be the best advice anyone has ever given on this podcast. So, I don't know how you're going to follow that one. Uh, I know I won't. I'll, I'll try, but um, but yeah, definitely uh, don't give up. Like John said, and um, you know, it's been a long time coming for me as well. Like I mean, I I started my film career in Wilmington as a background in One Tree Hill. You know, and like literally went from there, um, you know, just in the past couple of years, took myself serious to, you know, take acting classes 
and reach out to the right resources and you know get an agent you know if you if you really want to be an actor and you want to be in the film industry you know volunteer your time you know do an internship you know not everything you're going to be doing in this industry is going to be paid proper like at first you know sometimes you have to prove you prove your worth and you know it's nice to get paid obviously but you know sometimes you gotta you gotta put an investment in yourself and as soon as you start doing that you'll you'll start seeing some differences and then one way or another you're gonna figure out you know where you you know fall if you if you actually want to follow through with this so just you know get immersed into whatever your passion is and you know go from there but you have to invest in yourself I like that. I'll just tag on to that investing in yourself because, you know, we, we, it's, it's, it's not as glamorous as it seems, you know, and the pay that we work for first starting out, um, you know, isn't, isn't, isn't much, you know, it's not a livable wage. Um, and people sometimes think we're crazy for working for that kind of money, but I look at it too, as an investment in myself, you know, you pay for a degree or you pay for a certification. Um, instead you're getting paid to learn more about something that you want to do and then you become good at it and then look at Mark you get to take all of those experiences all of those sleepless nights and turn that into what you really love and your passion yeah. so that's what this podcast is all about thank you both for being here today thank you for your time you. good yeah, luck on the premiere uh, I have no doubt you guys are going to blow this out yeah. Yeah. Let's let's break the box office, you guys. Go get a ticket. Follow Devil Stomping Ground. We're gonna put all that stuff in the show notes. Um, share this podcast, please. Yeah. Thank uh, you again. Support local, local film, it. local actors, local. You know, this guy wrote, produced, edited, scored, premiered. I didn't score it. Well, you told me you did. <laughs> no, no. What no, I no. what I said was that, and this is the other one thing oh, I do okay. want to say. You said it was a North Carolina film through and through. Yeah. Okay. This movie was conceived. Mm-hmm. It was written. It was produced, it was edited, it was scored, it was world premiered, and now it's going to be theatrically released all in North Carolina. Um, and so, yes, it does not get any more North Carolina film than this. Yeah. Every actor, every crew person is a North Carolina person, either live, lives here now or is from here and had to leave and came back to do this. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, it is absolutely a North Carolina film. Keep NC Film. This has been the, a rallying cry for many of us here ever since 2014, and we're still going, and we're not going anywhere. So Yeah, and I love you just showed it's possible to make a movie in North Carolina. You don't have to go anywhere else and spend money outside sourcing all right here. Absolutely, and that's and that's really what this is all about. And 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 not to mention, which I am going to mention, that it's about a North <laughs> North Carolina folklore. True. So it's not just all that; it's also about North Carolina. It's about a North North Carolina legend, and so it's even you know it's as North Carolina as we could have made it. We're showcasing it. Yeah, and that's what I also think makes it interesting, right? Because this place truly exists. It's not this made up storyline for a, a movie. Um, yeah. yeah, you wrote the script for it, but, you know, you're using some real things. Um, unlike, I don't want to compare movies, but if I were going to do that, you know, like Blair Witch Project, because it's a horror, right? And it's yeah. sort of similar documentary style, mm-hmm. movie inside a movie thing. Um, oh, it's just completely different. I don't want to give anything away because I really just want you guys to to see this film. And if you like watching movies, if you like going to the theater, um, support 
local film, please. You know, keep NC film. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you for reiterating that. Yeah, of course. All right, guys. Well, let's go do some good stuff today. Uh, Spread some more um, premiere love. Yeah. So I know you got to go. So, all right, guys, take care. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Tina. Justin's texting me the entire time. (laughs) Like novels. I have novels from Heater right now.